This is Daisen Shui X, the podcast, episode 92 for the week of September 2nd, 2007. Welcome to Daisen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisen Shui X, damn straight, we cover anything and everything. E-V-E-R-Y thing. Ever E. Thing. Evre thing? No, no, not R. E. We can turn it into entire web slang. Evre thing. Dragon Balls. In hopes of lightning and thunder. Thunder and lightning and entertaining. There you go. What is, what is the actual phrase? In hopes of enli- see, I I don't know it unless I start the sentence. In hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Oh, yeah, a little bit, just a little. There it is. Yes, we are going to entertain you. We are going to enlighten you, and we're going to be your bestest friend in the whole world. We're a Dragon Ball podcast. We got people. One's missing. He's going to Japan. He's busy. He is very busy. busy. He's busy with his friends. Saying the goodbye, I guess. Yes. So let's introduce the... It's not a round table. There are two desks and that's it. To my less than proverbial right, you are the woman. Yeah. I have a name sometimes. You're Mary. You have a name that's M-E-R-I. There's no Mary. There's no... Merry Christmas with a Y. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's the other spelling I see. Mm -hmm. Short for Meredith. Although you spell it in a way where your spelling of Mary, people would think it would be Mary-Death, but it's Mary-Death. Yes. So what the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Ask my parents. They both named me and gave me the nickname, so I have no say in the matter. You hear that, Mr. Cantoni? You're in trouble. No, I love my name. Because he's going to hear it. He's going to be like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Mike's going to come get me. (laughs) That's right. I'm coming for you. No. Today, no less. Yeah. And tomorrow. (laughs) You're done Don't talk smack about my daddy. I'm not talking smack about your daddy. (laughs) Mary, you're good. Yeah. All right, I'm done with you. Let's talk to Julian. How the hell are you doing? Oh, right. Yeah, Julian's not here. (laughs) He was supposed to be. He's had a very busy last couple nights. We're actually recording Saturday. It's actually it's afternoon now. It's six past noon. Oh, do. Yes, so uh, Julian was gone to record the episode with us. We had this all planned out, et cetera, et cetera, and it just fell through. He's been busy getting ready for his trip over to Japan, which we will talk about soon. So uh, we'll just move on. That leaves me. I'm the last one here. My name is Mike. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And what if you don't know you as Vegito uh, I, I think that's the only thing you may know me as. Okay. Agreed? Yeah, sure. This is the first episode for September. Oops. Normally, <laughs> that would be another manga review of Awesomeness. We are up to volume eight, and we are about to conclude the Red Ribbon Army arc, except we're not. Boo! We are really bad at keeping track of time. No one else on the show actually looks at a calendar either, and it gets to be the day before recording. We all go, well, fuck. So, the manga review of Awesomeness is being pushed back to next week. That's all right. It's only been like three episodes since the last one, so we'll space it out a little more. It was all pre-planned from the beginning. It's all in my head. I know what I'm doing. Jeff will join us next week. Julian probably will not because he will be over in Japan, but uh, that'll be cool. But we have a very fun topic for you this week instead. Do you remember the last inconsistencies episode and video. If not, go back and check it out. We're going to do another one this episode. That's right. We like to uh, dive into the series and tear it apart. We want to rip Dragon Ball a new one. So in the meantime, let's talk about a little housekeeping stuffage. Uh, We talked about we're going to push that off a week. That's sad, but that's okay. Next thing coming up, special event. Anime Weekend Atlanta. AWA is the third week in September. Uh, September 21st through 23rd. We'll be there on the 20th. Just a quick recap of what we're doing. We're not doing any Dragon Ball related things or podcast related things. I'm pretty sure some other podcast people are going to be there. I believe Anime World Order goes and does podcast stuff. Yeah, that's stuff. their territory. Right. South. But Mary, you and I, we're doing AMV related things. Yep. We've mentioned this uh, very briefly before. On Friday, I believe we have a panel for us where we show videos and things that we really like, things that give us inspiration for videos and all sorts of unpremiered things. Very cool stuff. So that's just an hour of entertaining the audience kind of thing. But no enlightening, just entertaining. Iron Editor. So if you are familiar with the television program Iron Chef, that's actually what it used to be called, you have editors, usually two, but in the case of Mary and I, it's two versus one because we're unfair bastards. It is a video editing tournament where you have two hours. You have a list of ingredients, in this case, video sources, and you bring your own audio that you're going to make the video to. You have two hours to make the video, but there is a secret ingredient which no one knows about until the event actually begins. So the theme this 
this year is over the top. Uh, Mary, some of the sources are... We've got Helsing Ultimate. Uh, uh-huh. We've got Naruto Movie 1. Uh-huh. We've got Gunbuster 2, Discs uh-huh. 2 and 3. We've got Grenadier, Disc 3. And then the big one. Dragon Ball Z Movie 12, Rebirth <laughs> of Fusion. Damn straight. We don't know what the secret ingredient is yet, but we'll find out when all of you do down there at the convention. It is going to be Mary and myself versus J-Bone. Exciting? Very. I'm nervous. Um, we need to practice. Nervous? Yeah. A little bit? We should practice? Yes, absolutely. Let's practice. All right, so that's AWA. Another convention. We just confirmed this, like, yesterday or the day before. We're going to head up to Manga Next for a day. It's a little spin-off convention from Anime Next, which uh, you probably know we run the AMV contest at and do panels and stuff at. So Manga Next, the Saturday, which I believe is the 6th of October, we're going to go up. We're doing two panels. One is Manga in AMVs. Uh, we're going to show you some examples of how manga has been incorporated into AMVs. Usually thing, you know, AMV, animated music videos, usually just video, but sometimes people throw manga in there. And we're going to explore uh, how that started, when it started, where it's heading, etc. And then the other panel, we are doing a Dragon Ball panel. We're going to be doing Dragon Ball Manga A History. So we're going to show you uh, how the manga was released over in Japan. We'll have some jumps, we'll have some tankobon, we'll have some kanzenban. Uh, then we'll show you all the American stuff, starting with the original monthlies that Viz put out, uh, the original size graphic novels, the Shonen Jump size graphic novels, Shonen Jump, and we're going to talk about some edits and uh, just have a bunch of fun. I just feel as Julian's not going to be there for this. I know. Therefore, we're, oh no. I'm going to write out my outline, send it to him, be like, is all the information on here correct? I'm going to try to do a little pamphlet showing like left and right uh, before, after, like viz edits kind of thing. You know, 17 and the gun and the flip-offs. So that's going to be cool. So check out Manga next. We'll give more info when we know info about it. We're going to have both panels on Saturday, I believe. And uh, the only other thing is Puzzle Fighter came out last week on Xbox Live Arcade, and you need to uh, add me in play. Vegito EX. Mary doesn't have gold. No. So maybe she'll hop on and steal the controller from me as Vegito EX. Because I rock that game. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's it for uh, housekeeping stuff. Let's take it on over to the news. first bit of news we got for you this week is actually something Julian's going to record for us, because it is uh, Japanese. This is stuff about sparking meteor over in Japan, and uh, the official website has updated with things about that disc fusion system on the PS2, and the online play for the Wii, so I'm just going to let Julian take it away. And Julian here reporting to you with some new news. Apparently, the Dragon Ball Z Sparking Meteor site has been updated with a section detailing the individual features of the PS2 and Wii versions. Detailed for the PS2 version is the Disk Fusion System. Now, this system appears to be kind of a disk swapping arrangement, whereby you can play various battle modes from Dragon Ball Z Sparking and Sparking Neo, particularly Ultimate Battle and Ultimate Battle Z, through uh, Sparking Meteor. It looks to be an interesting way to bring back some of the features of the previous games uh, into the new version. So that's something maybe to look forward to. But if you have a Wii, they have something different, and that's Wi-Fi connectivity. Using the Wii's internet connection, you can uh, battle against friends and uh, have a lot of fun that way. I'm assuming it'll make use of friend codes just as many other Wii games. And it looks like you have several different battle modes. So, something to look forward to for those of you who have Sparking Meteor coming up on your schedules. Keep in mind, though, that the disc fusion is uh, limited to PS2 version and the online connectivity is limited to the Wii version. With that in mind, back to you, Mike and Mary. Cool. Let's move on to more stuff. We got those Kodochan packs coming out in just a couple weeks. We have cover art and we have track listings for both CDs right now. So briefly going down the list for the Dragon Ball one, it's uh, six tracks. We got Makafushigi. We've got Son Goku song. I love this one. That's the Son 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 Goku. That was terrifying. It's awesome. If you say so. Yes. Uh, next one, we've got uh, Muten Roshi no Oshi. I love that one. That's Hello, everybody. I think I'll have to do my little rendition of all the songs here. What's the next one? Uh, Dragon Ball Densets. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. I got it. You got it. Next one, we have Wolf Hurricane. That's... <laughs> Shit, I knew one. <laughs> and finally, we have Romantico Agerio. And I think that's more of a Julian and Me song. I won't sing anything there, because you know what song that is. And let's go over to the DVZ one that's also six tracks. First track is Head Chala. Second track is Hikari no Tabi, and that's the Bardock ending theme. Track three is Zenkai Power. Track four is Kimiga Hiro, which is the movie six ending theme. Track five is We Gotta Power. And track six... Six is Bokutachi Watenshi Datta. 
I like all those songs. All good stuff. So if you haven't been keeping up, these are kind of like reduced price, short CDs, couple songs, throw them out there, cheap packaging. You want some of the best songs? There you go. And uh, we'll give you a little more info down in the releases section because they're coming out later this month. Taking it over to France briefly, we have a ton of images and discussions. It looks like that uh, French movie box set is leaking out over there. Kept getting delayed and information was conflicting all over the place. Uh, Sound Gofe in our forum has done a great job of keeping up and researching and pulling pictures from all over the place. So check out everything that's going on over there. It looks like they did quasi-funimation quote-unquote remastering to the video where it's not really Dragon Box stuff. Lots of, you know, trying to blur things out and the colors are weird and uh... So go look at all that. The packaging is really nice, though. So that's kind of neat. Don't have anything else to say about that. Let's bring it back to the U.S. We're all over the world. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mike. The magic begins. It does. And you know what? Uh, Like we said before, we've never actually watched this movie all the way through. (laughs) I know. So that's how bad it is. But um, I guess we should mention it anyway. We've gotten a lot of emails on this. There's a listing over on Right Stuff for Dragon Ball Ultimate Edition DVD, and then in parentheses, Hybe for hybrid usually means bilingual. And this is coming out from Tai Seng, who put out the live-action movie uh, a long time ago. I forget when it came out. I think it was 1999 that they put it out on DVD over here in the U.S. So this is that Hong Kong live-action Dragon Ball movie from 1989, I believe, when it was filmed. And this listing is uh, October 30th, 2007. There's nothing over on the Tai Seng official site about it or anything else anywhere, but uh, all signs are leading to a bilingual release of the movie for the first time here in the U.S. That it would be was Chinese it in Chinese before? What's that? It wasn't in Chinese before? No, the original pressing was English dub only oh. over here. And uh, both languages are pretty funny mm-hmm. in that it's awful. Yes. It's one of those things where it's so bad. It's so bad. It makes for good panel material. It's hilarious. So uh, if you want to like do a whole bunch of drugs and sit and watch this movie, it'll probably be the best experience of your life. Especially when the sock puppet Shenlong comes out. That's right. You'll think it's real. It's like 3D coming out with the screen at you. It's like... Rawr! I'm not gonna even like wear my 3D glasses. Poop your pants. Be awesome. So, on the subject of uh, pooping pants. So, the podcast is done recorded. We go out, come back, put things away, sit down, refresh all my RSS feeds. Live action DVZ set to shoot in Montreal. What? What, but, what the fuck? Come on. Aren't you glad we're recording Saturday now? Uh, so, from Anime News Network, and it's actually sourcing the Montreal Gazette here, Canada.com. Yeah, this is something. So, the description from ANN reads, Shooting will begin shortly for 20th Century Fox's upcoming live-action adaptation of Dragon Ball Z. The budget for the film is estimated to be at least US $100 million. This will be one of three big-budget movies that Fox will film in Montreal over the fall and winter, along with the sequel to Ben Stiller's The Night at the Museum and a Roland Emmerich remake of 1966's Fantastic Voyage. Production work in all three films is expected to wrap up by July of next year. They're filming three films at once and they expect to be done by July of next year. This tells you something. That can't be good. It's all going to be CG. It's all going to be post-production. You think it's just going to be shit CG too? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Is this going to be just a retelling of the story? How are the people going to look? I, you know, out of all the shows to turn into live action, I'm, I'm looking forward to Speed Racer the most because at least it's somewhat based in reality. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball Z. I love the show. Obviously, we're doing this show here in your ears right now. But live action movie? We saw the Chinese version. Yes, we, we know did. how you know this goes. We do know how the story goes. It's it goes only going to get worse from here. I'm sorry. I'm such a pessimist. I shouldn't be that way. I should look forward to it and the laughs that will ensue. All right. Let's do a brief recap of all the live action movie news over many, many years of information. There used to be an IMDb entry for the live action movie, then disappeared. Another one came disappeared, another one came. Now, a lot of that site over the years has been a lot of user-generated content, and things don't stick around unless they're going to really exist, though. So I don't know what to really say about that. They listed Roland Emmerich, or Emmerich, I don't really know his name, who did uh, Independence Day, and the day after tomorrow is going to be the director for it, which seems to be true. I mean, that's what they just listed there. Um, That entry no longer existed. Later on, Ben Ramsey was credited for the writing, uh, Teddy Serafian, I don't know that name, for some unknown role. And then one even later listed Hans Zimmer from the music, whatever there. But uh, it seems like Roland Emmerich is still on here. 
thoughts? We just watched this Independence gonna Day. Be... Yeah, we did. It was kind of funny. Um, what's? I'm not going to put any faith in these guys because, you know, no offense to listeners out there. These people, you know, that are going to be, you know, working on this movie are probably only familiar with the English version. And to me, that's not going to be a true Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. yeah. How much of this franchise do these people actually know? Like, how true to anything is this going to be? Well, see, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be true to the oh, original no. to be a good movie. I'd rather it be its own thing than follow, like, I Funimation really so, logic. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Don't even follow the Japanese. Don't even follow Funimation. Make something new. Take it in its own direction. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get anything decent out of this property for live-action movie. Yeah, it's just going to look retarded. All right, let's keep going with some more info. Uh, there's an old article in Anime News Network. Um, it was originally posted on Funimation's own site, but you know it's no longer there. Daniel Kokenhauer, it's one of the Funimation guys, he said, quote, a major multi-picture franchise like Star Wars is what they were originally shooting for. There was another article from Animation Magazine. Um, Jim Ginopoulos, I don't know, chairman of Fox Film Entertainment, had flown out to Japan to meet with Toriyama and other representatives from Suecia, and the movie would be a collaboration between Fox and Croatia. Hmm. The film will be quote unquote overseen by Elizabeth Gabler with Jack Leslie as quote director of production. At that point, no director or writer was known and or divulged. So, you know, over the years, we have had a little bit of contact regarding the movie. Later on, Variety reported that Ben Ramsey was to, quote, adapt DBZ for the big screen. So there's another name that continues to resurface there. This new article didn't mention anything about Ben Ramsey. Uh, later on, Asia Carrera, I think that's a porn star or something. I hate having to turn down cool mainstream work offers. The producers just contacted me about being in it, but she declined the role mostly due to her being expecting a child in the coming year. I think that was when they were looking at wrestlers and those kind of... So um, to be someone along High the lines quality. of like the Dead or Alive movie where they get like you know very D-list yeah. people. You know what? I assume it, it may very well end up being like the Dead or Alive movie. Yeah, nice. and where it won't even come out in theaters. <laughs> oh wait, didn't they put it out in theaters eventually? I think it actually did come out. Oh, okay, for like. A week. So over the years, we have had a lot of little information about, you know, we know the Fox has the option on it. We know that they've been somewhat actively pursuing the thought of maybe eventually one day thinking about doing it. Sounds like it's really going to happen now, though. That's really, really bizarre. It surreal. really is. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, you know, this is a little interjection of news. We'll take it back over to you know, the oh, regular episode. Oh, regularly scheduled news. Mary, closing thoughts on live-action movie shit? I've said all I needed to say. I I, I'm I looking too. forward to it, but in a, a goddamn horrible way. All right, back to the regularly scheduled and recorded episode, and we'll, of course, hit you back with more news as it comes. That's the end of the news. Let's go over to the topic for the week. Back on episode 68 of the podcast, we did a little thing called Inconsistencies, where we uh, talked about a scene from the TV series that somewhat drastically differed from the original manga version. And that example was, in the TV series, I believe it was episode 101, Vegeta actually sees Goku as a Super Saiyan on planet Namek, as opposed to in the manga, where he kind of pulls himself out of the ground, he never saw Super Saiyan until Trunks. We just talked about, you know, what would be the repercussions of that, how would the story differ, you know, they completely ignored it so etc etc go check that out we did a video for it where we showed you know the actual scene some things from the manga we put that up over on youtube really fun stuff we're going to do another one this week now the scene isn't quite up to that level where yeah there's no room for um (laughs) waxing philosophical as you now like to say (laughs) good phrase good phrase but it's uh it's enough of a change where you're like huh i wonder why they would do that so we're going to talk about the death of cargo now, you may be saying to yourself, who the fuck is Cargo? Dende's little brother. We assume. Well, that's true. It might be a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they were related at all. I, oh, man. You know, it's always just, oh, yeah, it's Dende's little yeah, brother. They, I don't think there's any proof unless, you know, I could someone proved me uh, wrong. I could look 7 or something and look for a relation. All right, little bit of info here. Confirmation. Cargo is Dende's little brother. He's both little and a brother there. Although, you know, Namekians are asexual, so gender is kind of irrelevant there. So we took a look at Daizenshu 7 and the recent guidebook, Songoku Densets, and it confirms that Cargo is younger than Dende, and it's his brother. So special thanks to Rachel for doing a little bit of translation here. Actually, specifically, she said the first two use Ototo, but the third just uses Kyodai, which could be either or. Uh, I had some scans from Daizenshu and the guidebooks in there. So there you have it. We are right. 
the little other Namekian with Dende. The one who's not Dende. Right. The one who dies. The one who dies. Anyway, so we're going to briefly go through the manga version, and then we're going to talk about the TV series version, and what's different, maybe why it was changed, and um, the significance of that change. So this is in chapter 255 in volume 22. If you're going by the Viz version, that would be DBZ chapter 61 in DBZ volume 6. And what's going on here is uh, Frieza, Dodoria, Zarbon, and some followers are at the Namekian village, and there's the elder Namekian, they want the Dragon Ball, Dende and Cargo are kind of hidden behind him. We had that group of three Namekian warriors show up and they get trampled by Dodoria. Good stuff there. So what's really going on here is that the elder Namekian is refusing to give up the Dragon Ball, and then furthermore later, the location of another village and another Dragon Ball. At this point, Freeze is getting pretty pissed off that no one's telling him anything. Well, see, that's the thing. Is he really getting pissed off or is he just kind of like, huh? Well, I guess he was expecting it. Let's cause some more destruction. Yeah. Or it's just maybe one of those instances when he's holding back how pissed off he is. So Gohan and Kududin are looking down from above. They're doing the thing where they're concealing their battle power because they don't want... They don't want to get involved and draw attention to themselves. Because everyone has scouters and every little thing kind of blips it off. But they exist. So shouldn't they show up on the radar? No, that's a really good question. Maybe the scouters are set to only acknowledge something over maybe something like five, Mm. you know, or maybe even one. I wonder if they learned how to suppress their key to the point of being dead. (laughs) Good question. Let's actually go through the scene, though, before we start debating the technology and limits of scouters. (laughs) So he actually hands over the Dragon Ball, and the Namekian's like, you know, don't hurt the kids. But Frieza wants to know where the next village, the next Dragon Ball is, and he's not gonna just go without knowing where it is. So now he's threatening to actually hurt the children. Uh, The Namekian's saying things like, you know, I I won't tell you even if it means my own death, I'll never tell you. Frieza, of course, is like, all right, whatever you say, I I can kill, no problem. So he tells the two children to run away. He does a thing where he raises up his hands. Maybe he's going to, like, do some explosion thing or some giant blast. And in the manga, out of nowhere, Frieza just kind of lifts up a finger and does the beam, and it goes over the Namekian shoulder and totally, not disintegrates, but burns to death cargo. As Dende looks on in horror. And then, um, you know, Gohan's up above doing that thing. And uh, Dodoria rushes in and elbows the Namekian grabs his head. Actually, looks like he uh, snaps his neck there, too. And uh, that's kind of where it goes. And that's the thing where Dodoria runs after him. Gohan jumps in, kicks Dodoria, etc. So, that's what happens in the manga. Let's talk about the TV series events. This is going to be DBZ TV episode 48. There's not a whole lot we can walk through here because it's pretty much exactly the same. All the dialogue is pretty much dead on. There's actually not even filler. Like, not even, you know, I'm adding extra words to my sentence, or this is a different view that we pan over to waste time. It's very dead on, with the exception of, like, Goku up in space and his weights, like, crashing into something. Mm -hmm. The actual scene on Namek with these characters is pretty dead on. The only exception is that Frieza is not the one who kills Cargo. Dodoria does a blast from his mouth. Same thing, goes over his shoulder and kills Cargo. Like, it's drawn the exact same way, except it's not Frieza who does it. So, Mm. let's talk about the significance of this. The chapter was originally in Weekly Jump. Ah, it was the third chapter in that Tonkabon. And if we go by Julian's manga reference sheet here, that was probably February 1990. And then the episode aired May 16th, 1990. Damn, not much of a... No, not a whole lot. Now... We could say, oh, you know, they had a, they didn't really know where they're going to take it. Uh, maybe we'll add some filler here that might cause some scenes to be a little out of whack. But as everything else was so dead on to the manga, you have to assume that this scene change was just because they felt there was a reason to change it. My only thought here is that up until this point, Frieza has not personally become involved in anything. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Dodoria does everything. Zarbon does everything. Even Zarbon hasn't done anything yet. He's really just kind of hanging out there, holding Dragon Balls under his arms. All the henchmen do everything. So I think to have Frieza do something himself, it kind of preempts, I don't know, like his later character development. Like, he's so badass that he doesn't even have to do it himself. Like, Dodoria just knows to go do it. So I don't know. Can you take that anywhere? I was just thinking maybe they don't want to show, like you were saying, Frieza doing anything yet. I guess for dramatic effect, like, ah, why 
why bother showing him killing some kid when mm -hmm. you know, we can have him killing you know bigger fish in the sea? That's really the only thing I can come up with. Dodoria has done everything else up until this point, so I guess maybe Toei made the executive decision, all right, let's just have Dodoria do it. He's right there anyways, mm -hmm. standing right next to him. And I also like that Zarbon didn't do it because that furthers that whole thing where even Zarbon doesn't have to get involved. The only thing I can think that Zarbon did at any point, I think it was when Dodoria was fighting people, some Namekian came flying towards Zarbon and just did that kick to kick him off away from him. Mm -hmm. And that was all Zarbon did, really, until Vegeta's stuff. Dodoria's been the one doing all the, the dirty work, like killing people. It's weird because they kill cargo off anyway, so it's not like the change was made based on, oh, cruelty to children, you know, killing little alien green men. So, you know, it doesn't really make a difference, like Frieza or Dodoria, because cargo dies anyway, so... Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's not a difference of the fact that a child is killed. Right. It's just a matter of Frieza, I think. Mm -hmm. Just, like, his future development. So like, what do you thing. Do you prefer having Dodoria killed him versus Frieza killed I... him? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if uh, Toei got, you know, any input from Toriyama or permission to, like, do this because right. it's, you know, seemingly such an arbitrary change. It's very minor, but, you know, it really stands out to me as something... Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it, so. Right. I keep meaning to go back and look at the Daisenshu or maybe the Densets books to see if they mention this anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done so. If I do look and I see anything, maybe I'll add something to the episode. But it just, it always stuck out to me like hmm that's really interesting why would they do that i think i prefer frieza killing him you do if, even if it i like the idea of the mon or the anime uh you know prolonging you mm -hmm. know frieza actually doing anything but i think having him kill a kid shows how wicked frieza is oh yeah like he didn't hesitate to just kill a kid i think it's like, in right his there. character to do so but i think in terms mm -hmm. of like a dramatic pause you know frieza actually doing anything right that makes sense too but overall i think i prefer frieza what about you uh i think i prefer Dodoria, just for the whole character development. He's not really getting involved yet. He's so badass thing. Uh, there is one other little change here, and I think I'm going to make an icon out of it or something. There's a little, tiny little panel where Frieza just does this grin thing. He's just like, ting! Except he didn't do it in the TV series. Oh, what, why is he smiling? Oh, he grins because the elder Namekian says, uh, all right, I promise you won't do anything to the children. And Frieza doesn't <laughs> technically promise anything. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 fuck you. Zarbon's got a little grin, but Frieza's got, you know, the eyes closed. <laughs> kind of evil grin. Yeah. Awesome. Didn't do that in the TV series. He just kind of slightly smiled with his eyes open. Mm -hmm. So there's another major change. Oh, no. Oh, shit. So uh, that's the topic. What do you guys think? Is there something we're totally missing here? Why they would change the scene? Uh, with every podcast episode, we have a forum thread. Pop over and let us know your thoughts on the scene. We're going to try and do another video where we give a brief overview of the events. We'll show the actual scene from the manga, the actual scene from the TV series. So even if you don't remember it right off the bat, you can uh, check out the video and watch it and think about it and tell us about it. So that's the end of the topic. I hope you enjoyed it. Always something that stuck out to me. Let's take it on over to the releases for the week. It's a new month, so we have a shit ton of releases. Let's cruise the hell through these. On September 5th, Mary, we got three DVDs over in Japan. What we got? We've got the R2 DVD single releases for Dragon Ball. These are volumes 16, 17, and 18. And these discs cover episodes 91 through 108. That would be the 22nd Tinkai Chibudokai into the early Piccolo Daimao stuff. And these retail for about 39.90 yen a pop. Good stuff. You can get them over on Amazon Japan, CD Japan, wherever you buy this stuff. Then we're over into September 18th. Over in the U.S., we have stuff from Funimation. Season 3, they're remastered. Mastered uh, stuff is coming out. It's $49.98 retail. You can find it for like $35 pre-order places. It's going to be 33 episodes. And if I did the math correctly, that's 75 through 107, which is almost to the end of the Super Saiyan Goku slash Frieza fight. And now uh, you can get it on Z-Store, Amazon, all those kind of places. That's I think weird. Amazon's got it for like $37, 38 What? Why didn't they just go to the end of the fight? I really don't know. It's more Funimation stuff. Like, why would you leave a couple random episodes there? Because I figured season four, quote-unquote, would include, I guess, Garlic Jr. into Trunks and all that stuff. I'm trying to remember. I think... In the old TV series seasons, I believe Garlic Jr. was actually considered part of season three. That was when it aired in the Rising Sun block. Yes. Remember that? I think season four technically begun with the trunk stuff. Okay. So they're not even following their own previous season, no. you know, chunking. They're just making stuff up as they go along. I mean, season seasons one and two were right. Pretty accurate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, season two in the U.S. originally went up to dub episode 53, which was 67 slash 68. So even this is a little 
bit past that. Weird. So, they're just it. trying to go for like around the 33, 35 episode mark, I think. I guess it just has to do with the number of episodes per discs and yeah, maybe only wanting a certain amount of discs in each set. Right, so wherever it falls, they just cut it off. And just a brief recap, these are that quote-unquote remaster where they brought it to uh, video post production, whatever that place was, and they tried to clean up, and we don't think it looks good. It's widescreen, it's cropped. It's got three audio tracks. It's the U.S. broadcast audio, which is, if you watched it on Cartoon Network, that's exactly as it is. Um, And then there's the new dub track with the Japanese audio, where they've redone some lines. I think a couple people redid characters and stuff. And then there's the original Japanese audio. So if you're into any of that, go ahead and check that out. Also from Funimation, on that exact same day, they've come back. The Spanish releases they're putting out, volumes three and four. I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce these, even though I took Spanish. Then again, middle school is a very long time ago. Uh, yeah, so these are coming out for $12.98 retail. It's pretty cheap. Uh, volumes three and four, they're the same covers as the old Ultimate Uncut Edition releases, but I'm pretty sure the content is the video from these new remastered sets with Spanish audio. And ugh, what? what's going on? Don't know. Mary, explain it doesn't make it any me. sense. Um, someone hit their head really hard. <laughs> Fell down a ravine. Funny thing, over on Z-Store, if you check out the two listings, they both say, hurry, only 500 left on each of the listings. What that to me means, we made 500 discs Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it from uh, Funimation. On the 18th, over in Japan on the 19th, it's a Wednesday, we have five CDs coming out. Holy crap. We got the two Kodochan packs, which we talked about earlier, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z Best. That's COCZ-1064 for Dragon Ball and 1065 for DBZ. They are 15.75 yen a pop. They are six tracks a pop. And that's uh, about 12.85 a pop over on CD Japan. We gave you the track listings earlier. Mary, we have three re-re-releases coming out that exact same day. Mm-hmm. We've got Dragon Ball Z Ongakushu Volumes 1 and 2 coming out in Japan. And uh, these are awesome collections of music. Damn straight. I love them. The first one is really important because it's the only place you can get the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun music from uh, DBZ Movie 3. So definitely grab that. So uh, yeah, these are re... Wait, let me figure it out. It was originally released, then it was re-released. So this is a re-re-release. Yes. All right, I'm down with that. Uh, First one's 10 tracks, second one's 22 tracks. First one is, I think it's movies one through seven background music, and then TV length um, opening themes. And then the second one is basically the movie eight soundtrack. So it'll have all the pieces from that movie. Um, They are 12.60 yen a pop. That's about 10.28 over on CD Japan. That's also very cheap. Finally, we have the Dragon Ball Ongakushu coming out over in Japan. This is another re-re-release. This is something that originally came out on vinyl. That's a record. Holy crap. Yeah, way the hell long time ago. And I believe just a year or two ago, they re-released it on CD in Japan. And it looks like they're just kind of putting it out again. Maybe it sold kind of well. It's a collection of background music from early Dragon Ball. This one is also 1260 yens, 14 tracks. So it's also uh, 1028 over on CD Japan, the exchange rate right now. And track listings for, uh, I need to update with the Kodotown packs, but track listings for all of this is over in our music database. So if you want to know anything about them, go check that out. That's all on September 19th. Wow, big shopping day. Big day. On September 26th, Mary, take us over to Spain, what we got. In Spain, we've got remastered volume 14 of uh, the anime. DBZ. Yeah, that's right. Uh, It's a two-disc set, and it covers episodes 108 through 117, which is the oh-so-fabulous Garlic Jr. arc. How much is this? It is twenty four ninety five euros. And you can find more about it on sonadvd.com, as Good Julian shit. would say. Damn straight. And uh, that's really it through September, but I'll give you a heads up. October 4th is Sparking Meteor. Yay! On PS2 and Wii over in Japan. So uh, we'll definitely be keeping tabs on that. And October 18th, it looks like a lot of DBZ and DBGT box sets are coming out in France. So uh, we'll also give you info on that as they come out. So with releases finally concluded, Let's take it over to the emails. 
Mary, it's just you and I for emails. That's cool, that's cool. But I have an appropriate theme this week. I they, love it when that happens. They all sort of kind of somehow happen to involve AMVs and Dragon Ball and us. So let's take the first email from uh, Kobe Bryant. All right. We have a famous person <laughs> listening to our show. I'm going to try to read this. Um, I like capitalization, punctuation, and unfortunately this email only has a period. I will do my best. I will... Uh, Fito Fito, as they say. I'm a DBZ fan. I saw the DBZ music videos you made, like Succession and Doom Rider. They're very good music videos. Can you tell me what software you use to make them? I've never seen anything like these before. I use Sony Vegas. I thought Sony Vegas was the best video editing software until I saw your videos. Please tell me the name. Thanks. Wow, you had to add in a lot of words to make that email um, be coherent. Kobe, stop playing basketball. Go back to school. Go pick up the book Eat, Shoots, and leaves. <laughs> we love you, though. Thank you. Let's talk about these uh, videos and software and all that kind of stuff. Mary, one of the things we always say during panels is the software that you use isn't so much irrelevant as your imagination is really the important factor here. That's correct. There's a lot of stuff that you can do regardless of what software you're using. For the longest time, I didn't know After Effects. A lot of the effects I did were just in Photoshop. Right. So uh, I guess we can say what we used. Doom Rider is a multi-editor project. There were, I think, 12, 11, 12, 13 editors on that. I don't know what everyone used. And especially since that was done over like a three-year period. I don't know what everyone used back then. So we can talk about Succession. We used in that, we used um, Premiere 6.5, After Effects 6.5, and whatever version of Photoshop we have like around. Mm -hmm. um, most of that could probably be done just in Photoshop and Premiere. We did a couple extra things in After Effects just to make things easier, like cutouts, animating the cutouts, mm -hmm. um, having them blur from scene to scene. Yeah, and with the cloudy background. Right. So... <sighs> It's really hard to describe this because you want to say, yeah, you don't need to use After Effects because you really don't. It's all in your imagination. It just depends on what you want to do. The programs that you use are nothing more than tools to try and help that imagination come to life. And uh, really just sit down and play around with stuff. I don't know Vegas, but I'm sure there's a ton of stuff in Vegas that you can explore and use. And it's not about which program you use. It's what you have in your head. Yeah, people kind of have this misconception of, oh my god, I saw a good video. What program do you use to make it so awesome? And it's not a matter of the program that makes it awesome. It's just... Your idea. You use what you have available to you and you make it work. Right. If it's not in your head to make come to life, you're not going to make it come to life anyways. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we like to do a lot of times is uh, just sit, eyes closed, headphones, listen to the song. What kind of things do you see come into your head? And when something does come to mind, I draw it on a sketch pad. Right. Right, that's very helpful too. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I did with uh, Succession. That was my idea. And I came up with, I wanted the cutouts of, it's the Will You Save Us kind of, um, not a chorus, but I guess you'd call it a, a bridge there. Uh, I wanted the shots from alternating left and right of Gohan, you know, the... You strained. Right, the strained looks and that they would um, blur out and it would come over to the next one. I had that in my head. So Mary and I sat down and said, all right, how do we make this work? And we did the same thing with the clouds in the background. If I didn't have that in my head, we couldn't have made it because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what program we use. So programs are irrelevant. Um, to an extent. Yeah. Use your imagination. See what you come up with. Let's take it over to the next email. This email comes to us from Brian. Mary, I'm going to try to let you read this one. Let me see if I can make the font a little bigger because you're over there. Okay. That looks good. Good. So Brian says, Dear Mike, quote unquote, Sellers cooking flesh in my oven, Labrie. Mary, quote unquote, I think I crapped my pants, Cantoni. And Julian, quote unquote, get off my lawn, you goddamn kids seriously i know where you live that goes for you too timmy grabowski anyway right. i like it i like it <laughs> anyway i was at anime boston 2006 and in 2007 looking for julian but i have no idea what he looks like somehow he looks like gendo in my mind and <laughs> he so doesn't <laughs> um although our friend jeff does a, a good gendo cosplay <laughs> Anyway, and in the description of the A and B contest, it said, Please, no Lincoln Ball Zs. While I giggled like a schoolgirl at this side comment, I thought about Trunks and how true it was. The funny thing is that I thought about none other than Drumroll Mary. <laughs> Thank you, I think. So this question is for her. Mary, being the Trunks fangirl that you are, you must have seen how many videos were about or involved our lilac-haired wonder and Linkin Park. I personally have only seen like three, because, <laughs> you know, unless I hear good comments about a video, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to actively seek it out because I know it's probably going to be crappy. But that's not the question, Mary. Oh, it's not? Continue. What's the question? 
It says question. Oh, sorry. And then follow up okay. question. Question. Do you feel due to the release of the new Lincoln Park album, there will be a resurgence of said videos? Follow up question. If early 2002 plus Lincoln Park plus current popular anime equals Lincoln Ball Z, does 2007 plus Lincoln Park plus current popular anime equals Naruto Emo Fest? Thanks for reading. And if you do read this on the air, then Mike is more sexy than David Bowie. And as we all know, sexy goes from zero to David Bowie. Damn straight. I don't know how I feel about you being compared to David Bowie, though. But he's got that giant package in Labyrinth. I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing looking? Have you seen the movie? Uh, no. I saw a it, video to it, though. <laughs> and I had to, like, they my eyes. It. You cannot miss it. Oh. It's, it's, That's like a children's movie. <laughs> it's disgusting. Anyways, so you want to break down? I'm gonna, I've been wearing sunglasses this whole episode, even though we're inside and it's noontime. I'm going to take my sunglasses off. Mike's starting to be cool with his big package. My huge David Bowie package. <laughs> Uh, I guess let's start at the beginning and go down there. Uh, Julian doesn't look like Gendo. Julian's just a, a pretty normal, awesome guy. And um, you can go love him. Mary in uh, Lincoln Ball Z videos. First of all, I have a huge problem with uh, Anime Boston apparently putting in their rules, please no Lincoln Ball Z videos. What if you made the greatest Lincoln Ball Z video in the world? Maybe it was the video of the year. Maybe it was fucking awesome. And Anime Boston wouldn't take it just because it's Dragon Ball and Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. To me, that's retardo. And, you know, I really hate anywhere when I see, you know, contests put that line in there. It's kind of offensive to me just because it's like, oh, well... We're just automatically going to discount this because it's overdone. Like, what if someone actually does a good job of this? You're going to, you know, ignore it? Right. I mean, that's not even coming from us as Dragon Ball fans. That's coming from us as music video creators, where the last thing we want to do is hinder someone's creative juices. Like you said, what if someone really did make the fucking awesomest Linkin Park Dragon Ball Z video ever? Mm -hmm. And they live in Boston, and they can't even send it to their own local con. Right. Fuck that. And we know tons of people who run Anime Boston, and I still have no problem saying, fuck that. Yeah, I wonder who's responsible for that line. Let's find him. Beat him up. Yeah. They're probably a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, the first, I believe it's the first ever quote-unquote Lincoln Ball Z video was by Lord Ray, who was, was that Otaku Vengeance? Yeah. Okay. That was um, January 2001. Hybrid Theory had either just come out or he had like a, a promo version of the CD or something. I think it was the first Lincoln Park video ever, not even just Dragon Ball. Uh, it was just called Trunks Tribute, believe it or not. And uh, it was a pretty huge video, not just in... Um, the Dragon Ball community, but even AMVs in general. Mm -hmm. It made a pretty big splash there. Decent video. Yep. You can still download it. It's uh, an MPEG one that's been floating around out there. We'll put a link to it. Mary, you actually made one later that year. Yeah. July 2001, you made Traces of Insanity. And it's funny because even though that was only July 2001, there was already a huge surge of, you know, Dragon Ball Z and Linkin Park videos. So yeah. I think I even reference it in my video description. I'm like, yes, I know everyone and their mom is doing this, but I want to do one too. Right. So, so yeah. It was early. You weren't the first. We'll never claim that you were the first. No, no, not You're at all. Relatively early. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I didn't make it, so I can pretty comfortably say it's pretty well regarded as one of the best Linkin Park Dragon Ball Z videos. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, people know it. People mm -hmm. reference it. It's got a, a crap ton of hits and downloads and opinions yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't have my monitor on right now, so I can't check. But it's a lot. Right. But it's also been, you know, six years since I made it, at least. Wow, I feel old. And then a month later, This Is DBZ Life came out. But that wasn't Lincoln Ballsy. No, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so I'm actually going to keep with you for a little bit because then in November 2001, you put out the all-purpose DBZ music video. Yep. And the reason I referenced this is because you did a little Lincoln Park segment in there. Just give us a brief overview of what this video is about. Okay, the, the idea is and that... Deluxe is in it. Andrew Deluxe. If you want to see Andrew Deluxe from six years ago acting like a fool, <laughs> please download this video. Um, this point, like I said, it was still only 2001. Mm -hmm. People already knew that, you know, Dragon Ball Z and Linkin Park and pretty much Dragon Ball Z videos in general were overused, I think, mm -hmm. in, in the country. Uh, this Dragon is Ball the Z. height of its popularity. Exactly. So, you know, it's pretty much run into the ground at this point. And right. as an AMV editor and a Dragon Ball Z fan, I was, was kind of, it was really tough, you know, like you said, uh, just kind of being in both worlds. Like, I'm a fan of the show. I gotta like to edit videos. It's hard to, you know, deal with people saying, like, what shit is out there. I mean, it's mm -hmm. true. I, I'm not going to deny that. There's right. tons of shit out there. But I wanted to make a little video that kind of made fun of the, the trends that were going on at the time. I think I made fun of, like, 
like lip syncing videos, which mm-hmm. were made by uh, you know some friends of ours now um, at More Than Toast. Oh, More Than Toast, yeah. yeah. They had uh, you know the Piccolo, I'm a cucumber video, so I kind of poke fun at that in this. I was kind of making fun of the trend of Ava videos using Nine Inch Nail songs. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of references to, like, editors that were huge back then, like Dwayne Johnson and <laughs> Ermac. Kevin and Caldwell. Like Kevin Caldwell. <laughs> a lot of inside jokes there. But in terms of the DBZ-specific stuff, there's a whole segment where, you know, it's all Linkin Park stuff. And I think the big thing I want to reference here was a little quote you put in there to something like, thanks for ruining it for the rest of us. Right, which is very, very harsh. I'm kind of surprised I had the balls to, like, put that out there. Well, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek at the same time. Yeah. You know, because it's like, like you said, what if someone really wants to make a really good one? There's been so many, it'll be nearly impossible for that good one to get noticed. Well, if it's that good, we'll get around. If it plays at a convention. Yeah. And if the convention won't even allow it, then whatever. So there's kind of like a little history of Linkin Park Dragon Ball Z videos starting literally the very first month of 2001 went on from there. It was huge. Oh, so I guess we should answer the uh, questions. Yes, that's what I'm getting to now. So do you feel that due to the release of the new Linkin Park album, there will be a resurgence of said videos? I am biased because I hated the new album. I listened to it once and I said, this isn't Linkin Park to me. Fuck this. (laughs) I don't know if other people feel that way. Um, I Maybe there's good material for making videos to this. I really don't know. I personally didn't hear anything worth using. Although, in the contest that we run, we did have... Well, that's um, what I wanted to mention. Okay. We run the Anime Next AMV contest. Before the CD was even out, we received a video using what I've done. I think that's the only song worth using, and that was the single. Yeah. Everything else might be too... I think it deviates from the norm for yeah. what people you know want to use for their AMVs, which I did is a search- pretty generic, angsty videos. I did a search yesterday. So far, there's been 61 videos to that song listed on the org. You know what? I thought it would be more. I thought it would be more, too. Uh, pretty much every song on Hybrid Theory has been used. Pretty much every song. Was... And you know what? With, with good reason. I mean, yeah, you might Oh, find it's like them. the soundtrack to DBZ and Ava. Mm-hmm. You know? You could find, you know, meaning in all those songs to, like, fit with an anime character. Right. Well, let's move on from here. Then answer is going to be, like, an answer and, again, a mic rant. If early 2002 plus Linkin Park plus current popular anime equals Linkin Ball Z, does 2007 plus Linkin Park plus current popular anime equal Naruto Emo Fest? Linkin Park is not emo. Jesus fucking Christ. Ah! All right, everyone listen up. I'm going to try and not do the, I listened to emo so many years ago, so I know what it is. What people think is emo today is just pop rock. Mm -hmm. You know, My Chemical Romance is not an emo band. I have nothing against My Chemical Romance. They're from New Jersey. Black Parade's a phenomenal album. Last two albums were phenomenal albums. They're not an emo band. They're, at this point, just a pop rock band. Initially, it was kind of like a a gothic punk pop rock sound. Fall Out Boy, very clever lyrics, great stuff. Pop rock. Pop punk, absolutely. They're not an emo band. It seems like everything that's kind of an offshoot of the early 2000s pop punk, what pop punk evolved into, which today is pretty much like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, all that stuff they fit in with the whole new school punk rock crowd and everything that's on i guess i'll say mtv the radio people think is emo that's not emo it's just pop rock so why would you people think lincoln park is emo is because of the lyrics they're kind of angsty they're expressing their like anything that's angst people like oh that's people stop using the word emo like you know what it means i hate to be so holier than thou about that but you don't fucking know what the word emo is don't use it you don't say oh that's so emo or oh i'm an emo emos don't cut themselves the the word or or that character is an emo like it's not a noun no emo the, the word came from emotional hardcore hardcore music that broke off into what is today kind of like punk rock like the only band i can think of today that really epitomizes what i think emo was back then it's probably like thursday mm-hmm. and um maybe the first full length from the early november was more along the lines of um late 90s emo it was kind of a break off of like get up kids promise ring kind of stuff that's what emo is um dashboard confessional kind of defined where the emo current, was i think the current um the mindset of what emo is i think was defined by right because I didn't like Dashboard Confessional at first because I was like, Mike, why are all these kids listening to this band wearing backpacks and have glasses and are just standing there? And then, and then when I realized every other band that I listened to was technically in that category, I realized, oh, I too had like a misconception about this and I'm judging this unfairly. So I really don't know where I'm taking this. Other I know, than we're kind of like really deviating Stop from- using the word emo like you think you know what it means. And I don't mean to like do an attack on Brian here. It's like an attack on the internet at large. Yeah. You know I hate internet culture as a whole 
anyways. And I feel like this word is becoming one of their catch slang phrases kind of things. Stop it. Stop that. I gotta... Find a better word. Oh, Mike's got the ruler. Ow, Bad. ow, ow. Bad. Ooh, Bad harder, enemy. harder. Yeah, stop. Yeah, don't, I like it, baby. Don't use that word. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Anyways, so where do we think Linkin Park... How does Linkin Park fit in with today's music videos? Are people going to keep using Dragon Ball to it? Are they going to use Naruto? Because Naruto is today's Dragon Ball. I say yes, but I don't know... To what degree? Because, like I said, I'm biased. I didn't like the new CD. I listened to it once, so I therefore assume everyone else doesn't like it. I don't know what its sales are like right now. I don't know what the general populace thinks of it. I don't know what kind of reviews it got. Right. I'm kind of out of the loop, and I really don't care to research that kind of stuff. So it's hard to say. Gotcha. It's just going to be up to those people. So we have no thoughts on where Lincoln Ball Z videos are headed. Correct. Good. So we didn't answer the question. I'm sorry. All I got to do was have a little rant on the word emo. Yeah. If you want to listen to really good emo, listen to Get Up Kids, Promise Ring, Texas is the Reason, Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, that's the ticket. Mike's all getting hot and bothered. Yeah, and then you'll know what music is, and then you can be my bestest friend in the world. I already am. Oh, all right. So uh, we have one more email. It's about music videos. I sense a theme. We're sorry for all you people that aren't interested in all this. Feel free to, you know, continue fast forwarding. (laughs) But if they're fast forwarding, they didn't hear that. (laughs) This email is not about Dragon Ball, but it's about Mary, you and I. It's not one email. It's like four or five in the last two weeks. And it's kind of creepy, but I don't know why all of a sudden. Yeah, because the video's been out for a while. So there's this music video called Skittles to the anime uh, Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, there's a like special thanks credit section. And yes, myself and Mary are listed in there. Now, everyone's asking, why are you there? Why are you in the credits to Skittles? So here's the deal. Last New Year's, when we were in Chicago, stayed with our friends Jay and Brad. Jay is Kupiskeva, who made the video. So it was like... Why don't you watch the beta? So we watched the beta and we said, hey, that's going to be pretty fucking huge. Looking good. So everyone who watched the video, he put their names at the end. Right. So we didn't really do much of anything other than we are at his house and he said, watch this. And we said, okay. <laughs> right. And that's all there is to that story. Sorry, it's not more interesting. No, it's really not. But there you go. If you would like to send us emails, very simple. Maybe we'll have a different theme next week for emails. I think that's all the AMV ones we had in the mailbox. It's good to clear out the closet. Podcast at DiceX.com. Mary, spell it for me. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at DiceX.com. D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Good stuff. Take your questions. Take your comments. Take your money. Money? Take your clothes. Take your baby. We have to take our clothes off. So sexy. To have a hundred episodes. It's going to wrap up the episode. Uh, next week, we are definitely going to have the manga review of Awesomeness. It's going to be volume eight. It's going to close up the Red Ribbon Army arc. Jeff is going to be here. We're going to record it Thursday. It'll be out on Sunday. Yes. Hi. So look forward to that. Let's just uh, get rid of everyone. I got to edit the episode. We got to make the video for the. We got to read the manga. We got to read the manga for next week, right? Mary, you are Mary. Yeah. And you're from a site called Temple O Trunks. Yep, and Temple O Trunks can be found at T E M P L E O T R No, not there. T E M P L E O T R U N K S dot com. Good stuff it is indeed. I'd like that you can spell things. Occasionally. Yes. Is that it? All right. Julian's off in Japan. Julian, we're going to miss you, even though, you know, you're usually in New York anyways and we don't see you on a regular basis. Julian, do you have any closing comments for us? All right, Julian here again. Uh, I would like to say to everyone, I'm going to be leaving for Japan this coming Tuesday. I'll be setting up, especially probably the first week, if not longer. But when I'm back on my feet, you'll know it because I'll be back on the podcast. I'll try to do the best I can in ensuring internet access for myself. After all, I'm going to be in the heart of Japan, so it shouldn't be too hard. But uh, I make no promises. But you will know when I am back, and I'll try to keep in touch through other ways until then. And so, until we meet again, this is Julian signing off. Julian, gambatte, fighto, fighto, etc. Do good work. Buy me a Saturn controller. I'll send you stuff. So for Mary and for Julian, I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and I want to see if you want to see what it means to be the man with the master plan. Are you the man now? Do you know me as anything else? Mm, I can come up with some names that I know you as. Like what? 
Like Mikey. Oh, Mikey. Mikey? Get away from the microphone. Oh, Mary, I didn't know that you knew my nickname. <laughs> uh, anyways.